I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you got drama yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. As you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, this is a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Going to go across town to that clown car full of children with Ryan Callahan, our, our recruiting czar at Go Vols 24-7, and we're going to ask him uh, why we are having this breaking news podcast. So, Ryan, I will go directly to you. Ryan, why are we here? Well, Tennessee has gotten an in-state commitment in the 2022 class. Linebacker Elijah Herring from Riverdale High School in Murfreesboro. Uh, it's been it's been a couple or more more than two months uh, with, with a, a pretty slow start for Tennessee in recruiting under under Josh Heupel's staff for for understandable reasons. You know, the, the staff inheriting some some real challenges and, and, a, and coming into a tough situation in late January, kind of late in the in the recruiting uh, or in the uh, the coach hiring season to be making a change. Uh, so they come in, in in tough situation with, with a, a dead period, not much chance to get some momentum. So they've been a slow start, but now we're seeing signs of Tennessee starting to get some results uh, from, from the, the work they've put in over the past couple months and now getting an in-state commitment uh, with Elijah Herring and, and beating out Michigan, uh, another big program, obviously that, that had been involved with them for the past several weeks getting him uh, in this class to kind of get things started and address a real position of need at linebacker. So uh, a, a nice early pickup here for Tennessee, I think, as, as they start to uh, piece things together uh, slowly but surely in the 2022 class and an in-state pickup where we, we've talked a lot about the talent in the state of Tennessee in the 2022 class and that, that Tennessee really needs to take advantage of this class as much as possible in-state this a, a nice building block to give Tennessee a, a couple of meaningful connections that might help out down the road and uh, a, a nice commitment, I think, for Tennessee from a few different perspectives. You know, Ryan, I, I was actually meaning more existentially, like, why are we here? You know, what's the point <laughs> of life? Yeah, no, no. But in all seriousness, I mean, you, you mentioned this and the, the deets on this kid, Elijah Herring, he is a three star prospect, 6'2", 225 pounds from Riverdale High School. Uh, down there or over there, I guess I should say, in Murfreesboro program that a lot of people in the state are very familiar with. Certainly some prospects have come through there throughout the years. They've had good teams, good program there, uh, produced some good players. Uh, this kid, and you mentioned this, Ryan, you know, it's just kind of Tennessee's luck that such a coaching change would happen and, and the, the talk of potential NCAA sanctions and all these other things right when Tennessee is having just a just a dynamite in-state recruiting year where you've got guys who, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Ryan, it looks to me like in this class there are several guys who in a lot of years might be top 10 prospects in this state, but in this particular class they're not because there are so many of them. Is that wrong? Am I overstepping there? 
No, I, I think that's fair. It's, it's a very deep class to the point that I, I think the goal for Tennessee, even if you miss on some of the top guys in this class, as, as we've seen, you know, a couple guys go elsewhere so far with, you know, Ty Simpson, the court, the quarterback headed to Alabama, Jordan James, the running back committed to Georgia. Even if you lose a couple more of those top guys at some point, I still think it's a year where Tennessee needs to be shooting to take probably at least 10 in-state players because, there's just that much depth in this class in state. So, yeah, I think that's fair to say that there are some guys in this class who are ranked in the, you know, 12, 15, 20 range who would be at least on the fringe of being in that top 10 in state in most years. So it's a, it's a really good class. Yeah. Right. I want to spend the second segment of this podcast talking a little bit more about what this commitment means, you know, in state, maybe getting some momentum going, all those other things. But the first thing I wanted to ask you about was obviously let's give this kid his due. Let's talk about Elijah Herring as a prospect. Um, you know, you evaluate a lot of these guys. You see a lot of these guys. Um, he's already got kind of that 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 size that Tennessee would almost want in a linebacker now, you know, at, at the current size he's at now. So is this a kid who you think can maybe tone and stay around this weight? Is, is this a kid who maybe puts on weight later and, and goes to the edge? I mean, where where do you see this kid as a prospect and what do you like about him as a player? Yeah, there's first of all, there's there's a lot to like about him. I you know I think people will uh, and we'll we'll touch on this in a minute. But he, his uh, his younger brother uh, is is a big time 2023 yes. prospect that this gives Tennessee obviously a, a a real connection to that that might help down the road. But I think Elijah Herring on his own is really intriguing because he uh, he's got some real upside that I, I don't think he's tapped into in part because of how he's been used at Riverdale. He's been more of an edge rusher. He's lined up mostly as an outside linebacker in high school and has pretty good length. You know, that's 6'2". I think he, he might be in the 6'3 range now and has has long arms for, for a guy his size. So that, that kind of length has served him well as, a, as an edge rusher in high school. So he's been pretty good in that role. But I think he projects as an inside linebacker more so at the college level. And I think that's probably where Tennessee envisions him playing. But you do have some flexibility there because he has the type of build um, that, that once you throw in, uh, once you, once you get him in a college weight room and see what he does, what he can do physically, you, you might have some options there. Uh, you know, whether that's, you know, if he blows up and, and, and puts on a lot of weight, you know, it could even be a defensive end down the road, but I think the ideal fit is at linebacker. And that's obviously a big, big need for Tennessee in the 2022 class with, with how little depth they have at that position now. So this addresses a need from that standpoint. And he's just a big athletic kid. You, you just, you can't take enough good players like that. Uh, you, you take a guy with that kind of build, that frame, and, and you just see what happens with him. And and obviously, as, you know, programs like Michigan, Mississippi State, some other good programs liked him and uh, and saw saw some potential there. And I, I think there's some upside in his game because he's not maybe been used at his ideal position in high school. So we don't really know in some ways what just what he can do as an inside linebacker. And I think when you put him in there, is kind of a a between the tackles thumper at linebacker. I think he's a really interesting player down the road. So I, I like this pickup for Tennessee and it obviously uh, has the potential to, to, to really address a need where they, they need all sorts of depth at that linebacker position right now. Ryan, one of the first questions I always have when you talk about a guy who you want him to play linebacker and you see a lot of these guys who 
maybe colleges see them as more of a linebacker, but their their high school coaches use them as edge rushers or you know defensive ends, three four outside backers, just generally on the edge to go affect the quarterback because that's what you want your best players to do in a lot of cases. Uh, and and in, in the high school level, that's that's what you got, so you want to go use them there. But if a college sees him more as a linebacker, my first question automatically off the top of my head is, can he play in space? Because we, you know, is there anything that you've seen on, you know, either from talking to people uh, around him, uh, talking to other evaluators, or um, just things that you've you've heard about him, seen about him on film? How do you think he could play in space? Because if you can't play in space, you know, you really can't be a linebacker at this level. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy who who obviously has the size right now that if he stays around his current weight, I think he's he's definitely a guy that won't have problem a problem playing in space. I, I don't know if that's gonna be his his strength to the point that uh that he's gonna be able to, you know, that you're gonna want him covering a running back twenty yards downfield on a wheel route or anything like that. But you can you can certainly get by with his athleticism and that's uh he's gonna be just fine there. I think realistically He's going to put on some weight. Not many players get to college and stay at the same weight they they have it coming out of high school. So I think realistically he ends up probably being a 240 or 245 pound linebacker and, and kind of being that kind of like a Martavius French type. I, I wouldn't quite put him in the Bryson Eason weight category, but he, yeah. he could end up there. If, uh, he, depending if, on, if he ends up in the Bryson Eason category, he's going to be eating a lot of food. Yeah. So so I mean he he could end up you know get. And maybe being a 265 pound defensive end down the road, if he just really, really blows up. But I, I think he stays in that more comfortable linebacker range and maybe he ends up being more of an early down linebacker than a, than a, than a second or third down guy where he's out there in a lot of, a lot of pass coverage situations. But I, I think he's perfectly fine there. And, and, uh, and, and you can certainly still have those guys out there, even in today's game where, uh, where you need some, some speed, some athleticism, you know, Jeremy Banks, he's, He's not too different of a player from Elijah Herring, so I, I think I think you certainly can can get by with a guy like that. And and he, uh, you know, again, he's he's physical. He's got got the size, got the frame, and and I, I still see a lot of upside in his game just because he's not. We 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 really don't know in some ways what he can do as an inside linebacker, but I, I've seen him in seven on seven and things like that, and he he can move pretty well for a guy his size. So I think there is uh, good potential in his skill set to do that. Ryan, uh, last thing before we go to break here, you know, I don't want to ask about necessarily where was somebody on somebody's board because at this stage in the game, sometimes it's kind of hard to to make those determinations. But I guess I can ask it like this. To, to the best of your knowledge, is this someone who, when Tennessee staff, you know, the new staff got to Knoxville, you know, got its feet settled, you know, were able to kind of figure out things with that first recruiting class and get all get some of that stuff done, um, was this a kid who was con- kind of consistently someone they wanted? Yeah, for sure. And I, I, the interesting thing about him is he's been a Tennessee target for a long time. He got a, an offer from Tennessee almost two years ago from the former staff. Uh, had not been maybe recruited all that hard by the old staff up to the point that they got fired, uh, but had, had stayed in contact with them throughout the fall. They, they seemed to like him. He was definitely on the board at linebacker. And, and, and obviously it seemed like a pretty good fit for an inside linebacker in that old system they ran. Uh, we'll see how this staff adjusts. You know, they're still talking about using a multiple defense, but they, I think he's one of those guys, this new staff coming in, just the more they looked at their, their need at linebacker, I think as that became more pronounced and the more they looked at this in-state class as a whole and just all the, 
all the positives that could come with taking a guy like Elijah Herring. I think they just, they, they sort of kept coming back to his film and just finding things to like about him. So I think he's one of those guys that maybe doesn't, he doesn't jump out to you right away as one of the, the seven or eight best in-state players in this class, but he's talented enough uh, and has enough uh, position versatility. You've got that. You just a few, a few different things you could do with a guy like that, whether it's defensive end, whether it's outside linebacker or whether it's where I think he ends up as an inside linebacker, you can, you can move a, a guy like that around depending on how he develops physically. So just, again, you can't have enough big uh, athletic kids and that's, that's where, what he is a guy that belongs somewhere in the front seven and in, in an SEC program. And, and he has some, some additional benefits that come with him that we'll talk about in a few minutes, but that's, that's uh, I think the more Tennessee looked at it, I think they just felt like, you know what, this is a good player at a position where we need some help uh, and, and in state, who, who are we to pass on a guy like this in a, in a year like this, where there's this much talent in state. So made a lot of sense to, to take a guy like that. So they've, really pushed for him here over the past month or so and and and, uh, and obviously beat out Michigan for him here down the stretch. Yeah, and not being one of the top seven-rate prospects in this state uh, in this current cycle is not a knock on someone because this is, you know, just a really good year in the state. There's just a lot of good players, and it would stand to reason that Tennessee's going to get some of them. Uh, but how many of them is Tennessee going to get? That That's perhaps something that we can discuss here in the second segment of this podcast. But quickly, we're going we're gonna to take a quick break, step away, pay some bills, listen to product services, ads, uh, in-house ads, other fun things. And we'll be back here in just a second on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. During that commercial break, Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his uh, home daycare center, the clown car full of children. We're talking about Tennessee's newest commitment, Elijah Herring, a linebacker, 6'2", 225, uh, from Riverdale High School over there in Murfreesboro, just uh, near Nashville. A good program, produced a lot of good players over the years, and this kid is one of them. Uh, Guys, before we dive back into this, just a quick reminder, please go in there, uh, take a second out of your day, a minute out of your day, it's a minute. Please rate and review this podcast. Please hit that subscribe button whether you're on you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Please go subscribe. Please go rate and review. That helps us add to our Wolfpack. And also, please go to GoVols247.com and check us out. Uh, always got a good free trial stuff going on there. Um, just adding lots and lots and lots of new members every single month. It's just amazing how much this thing has grown over the past decade. It's been so fun. 
and, and y'all are the reason for that. So thank you for that. Now quickly, Ryan, back to the recruiting. Elijah Herring, um, th- this kid is a good prospect, um, but his brother, at least on paper, is an even better prospect. You know, as best you can tell uh, with his younger brother, Caleb, how much do you think this will impact his recruitment down there in the 2023 cycle? Well, it, it certainly could. You'd have to think with most players, you know, we've obviously seen brothers before who, who want to play together in college. And sometimes you see brothers who are willing to go their separate ways. So uh, it, it's not a guarantee of anything, but I think certainly getting him and, and you know, I've, I've talked with him and some people and uh, close to his family who, who think that there, there is a desire for them to at least stay pretty close to home. So I think when you combine all of that with Elijah Harry now, now going to Tennessee, that, that gives Tennessee a pretty good leg up, at least on some other teams, in, in what's likely to be a pretty competitive battle for, for Caleb Herring. Uh, Caleb Herring is a, is a top 100 prospect nationally right now in, in our very early rankings. Now, now let's not uh, assume that he's going to stay where he is now just because he's there as a sophomore. Uh, long, long way to go, and we see changes like that all the time. But uh, Caleb well, Herring I mean, is a big-time he, prospect. He could also go be a, a, a five-star this time you know, in a few yeah. months. You never really know. Exactly. You never know. And, but it, but regardless, he's up there now and, and is the number one player in the state in 24-7 sports early rankings for the 2023 class. Um, and, and I think at the very least, he's going to be one of the top players in the state in 2023 because um, he, he's a raw player a little bit still. You know, I, I saw him play in person once this past season and he's he, he uh, he's an edge rusher that, that has been playing some linebacker in high school and some and, and in seven on seven and doesn't. You know, when he lines up as an edge rusher, he still doesn't I don't I don't think he still knows exactly what to do sometimes. You know, he's not the most aggressive guy uh, on, on film. You don't see that quick get off sometimes because he's still learning that role. So because he's done some different things, I think he's just he, he's, he just hasn't tapped into his complete potential yet. But obviously he's ranked up there for a reason because he does have such potential. He's a six foot five or so, 220 pound guy with just a, a perfect long build for an edge rusher. Uh, and, and you, you, you tap into that talent he's got, I, I think you've got a pretty nice player in a couple of years. He just needs to continue to develop. So obviously there's a lot of reasons Tennessee and some other schools have offered him and, and are in the mix for him. And I think he's going to continue to blow up with offers here in the coming months. So yeah, getting Elijah Herring helps with Caleb Herring. And, uh, and I think it helps, you know, helps with some, some maybe of their, some of their seven on seven teammates. They're both on the Tennessee select seven on seven team. Uh, that's based in, in the middle Tennessee area. And, and they that team has several other Tennessee targets, Cameron Miller, the four-star receiver from Memphis, Isaiah Horton, four-star receiver from, uh, from Oakland high school in Murfreesboro, uh, Dallin Hayden, the four-star running back from Memphis, uh, miles Pollard, the cornerback at Ravenwood high school there in the Nashville area. So a bunch of Tennessee targets on that team, uh, along with even Ty Simpson and Jordan James, you put all those guys in, together you know Elijah Herring knows several of them pretty well Tennessee's going to be recruiting those guys in the coming months it certainly doesn't hurt to have a foothold into that team to to be able to to maybe get some some peer recruiting going on there so doesn't mean that this is going to deliver any of those other guys but certainly doesn't hurt to have some peer relationships to help Tennessee's cause in what's going to be some competitive battles for some of those players especially the Cameron Millers Isaiah Hortons Dallin Hayden's Tennessee's going to be battling for those guys, and, and having a guy like Elijah Herring in this class certainly helps. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, Ryan. It, it seems like in a year where there are so many talented players in the state of Tennessee, it's just a really good year, as we've said many, many times, and as we've told people 
I believe now for a couple years, that this particular class was going to be a really, really good one in the state of Tennessee. Um, just how important is it for Tennessee? Kind of an obvious question, uh, but it's still one that we need to discuss. How important is it for Tennessee to go ahead and and just start getting some of these kids to commit? Because when you got a lot of kids in your state, you want to try to build a class around some of these guys. I remember there were some of Butch Jones' classes where he was able to really get some early in-state momentum in a good year for the state and get a bunch of guys and Obviously, a lot of them ended up either not panning out or going somewhere else. But but at the time, it was really, really important. And, and how important is it for Tennessee? You know, they've got a lot of irons in the fire there. Uh, they're trying to get a lot of these guys on board. But to start getting some of them just to get the process going and get some momentum, how important is that? I, I Yeah, I think it's huge, especially with what Tennessee has been through the past few months. You know, again, this staff coming into a tough situation. And the fact that it's been a dead period, uh, the fact that, you know, you, you touched on Butch Jones was able to get some early momentum in recruiting because, uh, you know, he, he got some big commitments from guys like Todd Kelly Jr. and Jalen Hurd that kind of uh, really jump-started that 2014 class that ended up being loaded with in-state players. Derek Barnett was part of that class, Rashawn Galden, and, and that was sort of the, the foundation of, of everything Butch Jones did over the next few years. Uh, I, I think this class has had – on paper has the potential to be that kind of class for Tennessee if they can get enough of these in-state players, but it's been tough because unlike that year when you could get Jalen Hurd and Todd Kelly Jr. on campus for junior days and things like that in February, visits just haven't been possible this year. So these guys mostly haven't been on campus lately at Tennessee. If they have, it's been for a self-guided tour at best. Uh, Maybe some of these guys start coming in for the spring game here uh, in just a few days or, or something else coming up, but otherwise it's going to be waiting until June for the possibility of, of visiting uh, once the dead period is lifted, as it appears it will be here soon. Mm-hmm. So this dead period has really set back Tennessee in that way. It's not allowed them to build some momentum. So in that sense, I think getting some commitments, especially in state is a big deal and, uh, and, and showing some tangible results, giving, giving fans, giving other prospects the sense that things are building under this new staff. And, and getting something else out there besides sort of the negativity that's swirled a little bit this offseason around Tennessee. This gives this gives people something to look forward to at the future. And it's just one commitment, but it could be the start of a uh, of a nice run here for Tennessee in state if they continue to build on what they have with some other in-state targets. You know, Giovanni Davis, the defensive tackle from South Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. um, still after guys like Caden Pope, the wide receiver at, at Hardin County over in West Tennessee. So a, a lot of in-state players thereafter, and this this could kind of get get the ball rolling a little bit toward some spring and summer momentum for the balls. Ryan, I got to tell you, as someone who lived in Chattanooga for about three years and worked for the Chattanooga Times Free Press for nearly a decade, uh, you, it, bro, you don't call it South Pittsburgh; it's spit. All right, <laughs> you even them, they, they, they it, it's a loving term. It, it's a it's a it's an affectionate term, you know, because if you call yourself spit, you're like, oh, that's not very good. But hey, that's. Uh, there's a lot of they, they've played a lot of good football for a lot of years down there, and uh, those guys have had a good program. Uh, Ryan, last thing that I've got, unless you've got something else, is, is I want to ask. Clearly, you know, we try to give credit where credit's due on each of these commitments, um, and, and clearly, Josh Heupel's the head coach, so you know, the, the kids aren't going to commit somewhere if they don't like the head coach. But you know, we've got him listed. Ten Banks as the primary recruiter on him. I know uh, linebackers coach uh, Brian Jean Marie ha- has been in there too. Um, and, and I wonder wh- for both of those guys, but, but especially with Jean-Marie coming from Michigan and, and Elijah Herring also considering Michigan, uh, I wonder if, uh, if Jean-Marie had a little bit of sway there. 
Uh, you know, it, the timing of the the crossover there, I, I don't think totally aligned because Michigan offered right after Jean Marie uh, left for Tennessee. I believe is how that works. So the 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 offer there at Michigan didn't necessarily have to do with with Jean Marie. I don't believe, but uh, but regardless, I think he was a guy who's on Michigan's radar at least uh, while while Jean Marie was there before he left for Tennessee. So uh, th- that that certainly couldn't have hurt. But yeah, I, I don't think that was necessarily the the common theme there. And, and, and I don't know that Jean Marie was uh, one of the main reasons for, for Herring picking Tennessee, but definitely he and Tim Banks, as you said, were involved and, and other guys on Tennessee staff. But uh, I, I think you mentioned him uh, in passing, but definitely Josh Heupel, I think deserves a lot of the credit here. Uh, this is, he's a, Elijah Herring's an example of what Josh Heupel did a lot uh, in his early weeks on the job. He was one of those in-state targets that you know, they, they knew the former staff had been, had been recruiting at least a little bit. And Josh Heupel did a good job of staying in contact with all those guys. So I'd say Josh Heupel has been recruiting Elijah Herring as hard as anybody at Tennessee. And so give him a lot of credit for, uh, for keeping those relationships going and laying the groundwork for Tennessee to, to start getting some of these guys in state. Uh, and that definitely has paid off with Elijah Herring. So yeah, it's been sort of a, sort of a team effort on, on him, uh, especially lately. They, they had a staff zoom call with him just a couple weeks ago nearly an hour sort of laying out their plan for him. And really uh, that was, that was around the time they started to really turn up the heat on him. And uh, over the past few weeks, they made it pretty clear he was a priority, but yeah, a few guys on Tennessee staff have been, have been in contact with him for a while now. And, and, and the staff clearly decided uh, that he was someone they wanted uh, once they, once they got a better sense of sort of this in-state class and, and got their arms around it a little bit and, and realized what Elijah Herring brings to the table. So uh, a nice pickup and, and a few guys on staff deserve credit. Yeah, I think the plan should have been, hey, have you seen the linebacker situation now? That probably should have been the 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 pitch there. Like I uh, think that's part of it. Yeah, like, sure. hey, have you have you <laughs> ha- hey uh, have you seen the linebacker situation by the way? It's um if you're looking to go power five and you're looking to go to a place where you can make an impact, I can think of a lot worse places than Tennessee right now, I can put it that way. Uh Ryan, is there anything else you got before uh, we head on out of here? That that's about it. You know, we'll see where we'll see where things go from here for for Tennessee. But they've definitely, uh, I think we're we're getting into that time of year. We'll start to see more activity, and certainly once things ramp up June first. But I know I know Tennessee is is pretty excited even before guys can get on campus for true visits in June to to get this class started and finally uh, finally get that goose egg off off the board uh, here with some early commitments to uh, to get this 2022 class jump started and start uh, start building some momentum under Josh Heupel. Well, there we go. That'll about wrap it up, Ryan. Thanks for joining us, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And thank you all for listening. Guys, we appreciate it. We always do. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want Just Tennessee news, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247. Tons of stuff there throughout the day. But if you want uh, that best, most delicious East Tennessee mountain, smoky mountain, spring water goodness right from the tap go to govals247.com the best site on all of al gore's internet to get coverage of all things tennessee athletics all the time men's and women's sports recruiting and team sports everything all in one place got a couple forums there running 24 7 it's called 24 7 for a reason the checkerboard and the summit uh, as long as uh, it's not political or religious in nature there is no topic off limits for us to discuss there and have a good time doing it and, and really, guys, it's 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 cheap. 
If I'm being honest with you, it's cheap. It's less than one mediocre lunch per month. That will get you all of that. And if you're a full paying member with us, you get access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access, but now it's Paramount Plus. And what is that? That is the streaming platform of our CBS, Viacom, Mega Mega Corporation. We got everything in there. Every CBS show ever made, commercial free, new movies, in and out every single month, live sports, including Vol Sports, SEC Sports, uh, NCAA Tournament, March Madness, uh, NFL Football, PGA Tour. Uh, shout out to Matsuyama, big weekend for him down there. In Augusta, got uh, you know UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, and everything, uh, all kinds of stuff from the catalogs of Comedy Central, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, and Nickelodeon. So fun for the whole family there. That's a $100 annual value in your pocket. No freaking questions asked. Nobody else can give you that deal, and we can. So take advantage of that now. Uh, if nothing else, guys, you should hear from us here in a couple of days with either our regularly scheduled podcast or a breaking news podcast. Could be a newsy week with lots of breaking news. Hint, hint, hint. Could be a lot of stuff going on this week. So uh, stay tuned on this feed. Go to GoBalls247.com. And until then, uh, wash your freaking hands. Wear your freaking masks. Get those freaking vaccines. Uh, I'm, I'm one day away, or, or I guess, but basically I am two weeks out now from mine. So there you go. I'm fine. I'm here. Go get yours. We can do this together. We're so close to going back to normal, guys. Let's make it happen. PSA over. See ya. Be good.